0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, in Sitka. Today is Monday, November 1st. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. State health officials are preparing to vaccinate a new wave of children in the coming weeks, At a statewide press conference on Thursday, Alaska's chief medical officer, Dr. Ann Zink, said children from ages 5 to 11 will be eligible for vaccinations soon. Pfizer is uh, being evaluated right now for the 5 to 11. There was data presented to the FDA advisory panel, and that was great to actually see a lot of that data. And based on the data uh, that they saw, as well as the risk of COVID-19, they felt as though uh, that it was recommended to go ahead and extend the EUA to the 5 to 11. That doesn't mean the process is over. The vaccine was authorized by the FDA on Friday. It will now go to the CDC Advisory Committee for full CDC approval. While vaccine eligibility is likely opening up for many more children in the coming weeks, booster shots are still relatively limited by strict CDC guidelines. But even if you don't technically qualify, it's not hard to self-refer for a booster shot. DHSS staff physician Dr. Lisa Rabinowitz says they weren't encouraging that.
1: The good news is the vaccines are still very protective against severe disease. And so they looked at different age groups, different risk categories, and really made a determination on who needed a booster at this time. So if those individuals are six months out, then it's time to get a booster. For the younger, healthier population, um, at this point, we do not recommend um, that you go and self-refer for a booster. Um, They've been very clear about, um, after reviewing the data, who would really benefit uh, from that. And again, it's a risk-benefit ratio that they look at in terms of making decisions for that.
0: Even so, the CDC recently added new risk categories to its list of conditions that qualify an individual as high risk, making more Americans eligible for a third shot.
1: A couple of those changes are around mental health. So depression, schizophrenia, some of those mental health considerations have been added. Um, to the list of higher risks, so um, some changes to that. Also for caregivers of high-risk individuals, you are uh, eligible for a booster because really we want you available and ready to help whoever you're helping um, uh, in that situation.
0: Booster doses are available to a variety of people, including Americans over 65, anyone over 18 who received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, those between 18 and 65 considered high risk, and individuals who work in settings with a high likelihood of exposure to the virus, such as grocery stores. You can find links to sign up for a vaccination or booster dose with search or Harry Race Pharmacy at kcw.org. Earlier this year, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings donated $10 million to six Southeast communities. The money was given with no strings attached. The Sitka Assembly voted to allocate their one million dollars in funding to the long-planned Lincoln Street paving project. The two million dollars in relief that Juno received earlier this year is now reaching local nonprofit accounts. KTOO's Jeremy Shea reports.
2: This summer, Norwegians' initial offer went to the City and Borough of Juneau government. The company said there were no strings attached, but most Juno assembly members didn't like how that would look. Norwegian wants to build a new downtown cruise ship dock and needs the city's cooperation to do it. So instead, Norwegian sent the money out to a bunch of nonprofits in the community. Company officials did not respond to requests for comment, but the organizations on the receiving end did. They were grateful, and like the original offer to the city, they say there were no strings attached. Here's where the money went. The Juno Community Foundation got half of it, $1 million. The foundation broke that up into 14 grants to local social service organizations. Among other things, it's going to help restock the Southeast Alaska Food Bank and fix up housing for people in crisis or experiencing homelessness. The foundation's biggest grant is for half a million dollars to the campaign to build the Teal Street Center, which will be a hub for several social service agencies located next to the new Glory Hall building. Executive Director Amy Skillbred says the foundation prioritized organizations that serve basic needs, food, shelter, and mental and physical health.
1: They're the ones who get the stuff done in our community, so...
2: (laughs) You can see the foundation's full grant list at kto.org. Two of the foundation's intended recipients are city government entities, Bartlett Regional Hospital and Capital City Fire Rescue. In both cases, the money is intended to buy vehicles for programs each one runs that try to reach vulnerable community members, physically where they are before unaddressed needs become emergencies after those Juno Community Foundation grants there's another million dollars of Norwegian donations to account for $800,000 went to the Greater Juno Chamber of Commerce and Juno Economic Development Council for local business relief board members of the two organizations are working on the particulars of how that will be spent
0: the last three donations go toward improving places cruise ship visitors are likely to visit the Alaska Heritage Institute, the Catholic Cathedral on 5th Street downtown, and the New Jack Partnership, which wants to replace the Juneau Arts and Culture Center. That was Jeremy Shea reporting in Juneau. A beach on the northern tip of Wrangell Island is home to rock carvings estimated to be at least 8,000 years old. They're petroglyphs made by the ancestors of Wrangell's Clinkett people. Recently, one of the larger petroglyphs has changed color, and it's ignited some debate in town. Is it vandalism or naturally occurring? KSTK's Sage Smiley looked into it.
3: While most of the carvings on Wrangell's petroglyph beach are the weathered gray of boulders in a tidal zone, one of the largest intact rocks appears a deeply pigmented red-brown, especially when wet. A dinner plate-sized animal figure with a fin adorns the left side of the rock face. Two similarly sized faces with round, wide eyes and open, oval mouths are carved to its right, all stained.
1: We always come down to where our dog walks.
3: We is longtime Wrangell resident Dan Trail and Dougie, his curly-haired, black poodle-Portuguese water dog mix.
1: The other day when I was looking at it, it was just, phew, just like,
3: wow, somebody... Somebody poured some paint on this thing, you know. Trail recently posted a photo on social media alleging the burnt sienna color was vandalism. A fiery discussion ensued on Wrangell's community Facebook page. Trail says despite all the time he and Dougie spend down at Petroglyph Beach, he'd never noticed a color like that on the carvings before. Plus, it was isolated to just the one large slab.
1: I haven't seen it on any of the other petroglyphs.
3: Wrangell police investigated. Police chief Tom Radke says it was puzzling.
2: Just where the the couple of them, or where the one is, it just, I can't imagine anybody bringing paint all the way out there. And number two, it's been really rainy. I mean, not exactly painting weather.
3: Ultimately, Radke says the police don't think it was recent vandalism. More likely it's tannins, a natural pigment that gives the water around muskegs that coffee color. Others say it could be vandals, but from decades past. Petroglyph Beach was made a state historic site in 2000 to protect the carvings of faces, animals, and spiral shapes. Janelle Privet was on the Friends of the Wrangell Museum board at the time and recalls people messing with the 8,000-year-old petroglyphs. She says that prompted elders from Wrangell's tribe and the Friends of the Museum to push for protections for the site. One of the biggest situations that happened was a tour group. Photography, of course, Has changed and changed and changed, and there is absolutely no reason for a good photographer to spray paint a petroglyph. That has happened more than once, and the last one was a brown, and another time a black. She thinks the color could be leftover paint from that tour group vandalism. In a survey in the early 2000s, state archaeologists identified more than 40 ancient rock carvings at the Wrangell Beach near the northern point of the island. Tiss Peterman says there used to be more. She's a tribal citizen who says the Wrangell Cooperative Association had asked for assistance from the state to do a dig in the beach sand to catalog petroglyphs that could be buried by time. And they turned us down flat. Years later, she says State Department of Natural Resources officials approached Wrangell's tribe, soliciting help funding park improvements, which was frustrating. The color could also come from other wear and tear. Chalk, rice paper, and ferns were used to make rubbings of the petroglyphs for years. In fact, Wrangel’s tourism industry encouraged it, as recently as the early 1990s. KSDK sent photos of the petroglyph to chemists, geologists, and archaeologists at the University of Alaska Southeast. They've proposed a variety of possible natural causes for the coloring, including iron oxide or microscopic organisms. But they all agree, nothing can be determined by looking at photographs of the petroglyphs. Biochemist Conrad Meister is an assistant professor of chemistry at UAS, based in Juneau. He says he thinks it could be some sort of bacteria.
2: But again, based on just on this picture, it's a bit tricky to be very conclusive about
3: it. The only conclusive way to find out what's coloring the petroglyph would be to take samples. If it's biological, Meister said that could be as simple as bumping a culture plate up against its surface to see what grows.
2: But then you can go much further and say, like, okay, what is actually causing the color change?
3: Whatever the color is, Peterman says Wrangels petroglyph beach is a rocky strip of refuge. I get a sense of peace out there. I feel a calmness that no matter what, we've been a part of this land forever. Being out among the petroglyphs makes her think about the thousands of years her ancestors lived in the area. You know, you go up there and you just are like, wow. This is really, you know, proof that uh, we live in harmony with the land and the water. While the red tint on one of Wrangell's petroglyphs remains a mystery for now, the tide continues to pull and push against the ancient carvings. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley.
0: I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.